One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to After the Fancy Podcast, episode 17. I'm once again your host Peter, and joined this week by two lovely lads, Tom and Gunnar. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, very good, thank you. Excellent. And yourself, Gunnar? Yeah, doing very well, thank you. Right, so we will start where we always start. We'll go over to the Scottish Fantasy game and we will discuss the league, our points, and we'll go through the points. So, the average this week was 49 points. And I got 65 points, which I thought was a pretty decent score return. But nope, a drop place in the league, 55. Tom, you had 81 points. And I thought, again, that was excellent. But you dropped as well to 23rd. Gunnar, 71 points. Again, another good score. But you dropped to 7th. So before we get into the actual league, why do you think, well, we probably do know, why do you think the average is different when you get high school and you're still dropping points? I'll start with you, Tom. I think it's because there's a lot of dead teams out there that have still captained the likes of Edward and players like that that aren't starting or you know, were big names at the start of the season and they've just dropped off. That's what I think. Gunnar? Yeah, I agree. I think that's that's what it is. And uh, uh, also, the, the, I see there's some higher scores as well that co- probably comes from the vice-captaincy. That people, a lot of people might have had that on Barisic. Uh, he was taken off at halftime, I think. So if you had someone else there, you you probably had even more points than, than the three of us got. Yeah. I would like the option of the app could do this to maybe like an average score from the top 200 players in the game, something like that, so you know what you're kind of fighting against because you think you've got a good weekly score, like you used to got a much better score than me, but then you look at your your red arrows, you think, well, I'm, nearly, I'm nearly 30, 40 points ahead of the average, but I'm still going down. So Tom says it must be a lot of dead teams have just left the team in and it just, you also face the consequences of that because if we see and we look at our kind of in the league while we're in here okay, I've got a sweaty thing I can't even walk my phone this is disastrous uh, and you get a top 10 you see that majority of them are really really high scores but speaking of high scores before we get our own teams in our league this week we had four players hitting over a ton now we'll go through them and I'll, we'll look at the, the team with the high score at the end so the first one up was FPL Maz friend of the pod Fifth place in the league, 101 points. Down in 13th is Piston Broke, 11, 104 points. Morris Celtic, 107 points, 18th. And if you go down to 30th position, guys, in the league, we'll get into the team and look. Reno's Rovers, Scott Smith, 112 points. And if I actually look at his team, that's him taking, as I believe, an eight point hit. So he's 120 for a hit. He's in his league for the top of his team. He had Lewis and goals, 
Frimpong and Golson, so there's three clean sheets. Captain Tavernier for 44 points. That's ridiculous, isn't it? 44 points. Kilty and Patton, two points each. El Anousi, vice captain. Bold, 34 points. Burke, two. Fergus, nine. Edward, four. And Nisbet, two. So that's also not a zombie team or a dead team. He's obviously picked his team now and he's went for the El Anousi. So that's a, a bold choice. Would you get that, Gunnar? Well, El Anousi, like you say, it's, um, it's a mad pick. Vice captain and El Anousi. I was thinking of uh, about that um, before we came on. I think if it was any other player uh, who had this like kind of form in in Europe and in the cup, I would have probably picked him up as well. But you know, we've been here before and saying like El Unusi doesn't do it in the league, and then he comes up with this 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 weekend. And then um, Reno's Rovers here, he has him vice captain, so that's thirty four points. That's that's really good. You could say El Unusi answered the call. Ah, well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom, we just watched some re- re- his team, sorry, Reno Rovers, before we bought our own teams. Yeah, I mean, there was an element of luck there because obviously Frimpong got taken off um, just before Selleck yeah. uh, conceded to Motherwell to keep that clean sheet. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's a shrewd move because LNUC has been doing well and it's recent form too, so he has done well in Europe. So it's, it's, it's a decent shout, but it's a brave one as well because... We've we've seen it week in week out. Your, your captain Tavin, the vice usually goes on Barisic because he's going to get that Rangers clean sheet, and he, he also is good for a, an assist or two as well. So it, it's a it's a brave move, but it's, it's paid off. Right, well done. So what we'll do is we'll go through our own teams now. I'll start myself, and we'll go to Tom and Gunnar. Right. So I had sixty-five points. So I had McGregor in goals. So straight away, I'm getting fl- alarm bells flashing that. McGregor's not nailed on anymore. I know he's a really cheap asset in that defensive line for Rangers, but I think we have to come off him completely now because if Rangers play a team at home, potentially a weaker team, I can see Gerard rotating the game of Glotton game time. So I'm going to take him off, I think, and maybe either go to, well, obviously, choice is goal centre, go to goal centre, triple up. My back line was Barisic, vice captain, one point, Doig, minus one, Duffy, one, Tavernier, captain, 44 points. In midfield, Ferguson nine points, Forrest two, Kilty two, Conway three for the clean sheet, and up front, Shanker Blank two, Nisbet two. And I saw that was Forrest off the bench for me because I'd walk and start and try to use the sub trick, 65 points. I'm, I'm happy with that, I'm not, I'm not too fussed to be honest. That's, considering what was what it looked like come the Saturday, I'm happy with the return on Sunday. Right, Tom, I talk us through your team. Yeah, so I had uh, Lewis and goals for seven points, Captain Tav 44. Um, Vice was on Barisic, one point there. Uh, Ayer for two points, Goldson seven. In midfield, Ferguson got me nine, Kilty two, Alan Forrest two, and Conway three. And then up front, Kabamba two, and Nisbet two. Did you see Ayer there? I thought you transferred Ayer out. No, I did not. (laughs) Uh, I I got distracted towards the deadline and uh, missed the deadline, so... I, I thought I'd, I thought I'd want to watch when because I was going to get Paul Hanlon in. Uh, Ibs con- conceded to Aberdeen, and then I seen Ayer was starting against Motherwell. I thought, oh, here we go. Um, it, <laughs> my, my mistake might have actually been in my favour, but then no, uh, he got subbed off four minutes after they conceded the goal. So you're, you're relatively calm, I suppose. That Mark away would have been exact. It wouldn't have been a, such a happy team <laughs> line up there. Oh, we're very pissed We read the text, we read the tweets. Hey, Gunnar, your, your team talk us for it. Yes, yeah, so I had Marciano in goal, 
Um, Barisic, vice captain, got me one point. Forty-four points, captain Taff. Duffy, one point. Goldson, seven. Gallagher, who got the goal against Celtic, six points. And two from Burke, nine from Ferguson. Kabamba, two. Tony Watt, one point. And Shank de Blanc, two. And then I had two points from Kilty and Hedges, three points on the bench. Okay, so normally I'm going to ask you to go through transfers, but we will wait till next week also because we've got our national break and we're going to do another podcast next week and we'll talk more in detail about the game week 15. We'll game week, I'd just like to let you know I've already made my sub already because I've needs yet. I've got already, I've, yeah, I've just done it. I've just, I've got that's been no Celtic, no Celtic players now. I took Duffy out of my team, so I'm now Celtic free and I brought in Hoban to Aberdeen. I went into, into the Aberdeen defence anyway. As Tom mentioned last week, they're running a fixture up to game week 26. is pretty solid, apart from the Rangers game. So I'm now in, and what I will do now, I will talk about more next week. So what I will do following next week as well is watch Celtic and bring in players who I think is worth bringing in. But again, we'll talk about that more in detail next week. So, topic this week is form or fixtures. This is Tom. Tom, come up with this one. So, Tom... You can lead away. On you go. Um, so the discussion is, when we're basing our transfers, are we looking at form or are we looking at fixtures? Another factor of that is as well, is who we're going to captain week in, week out. Um, so think, thinking back on my own approach, I think it really has to be a sort of a case-by-case basis. Um, so an example we can look at is uh, Rangers' clean sheet form this season. Um, when we can see such a strong pattern emerging, it's, it's a difficult one to ignore. Um, just now we're confident that regardless of who Rangers are facing week in, week, in, week out, a clean sh- we're going to get a clean sheet there. And then obviously Tav with his goals and assists, he's, he's the ideal captain because he's getting those extra points because he's a defender scoring goals. He's on penalties. Um, it, fixtures um, tend to be the focus when looking at the captaincy, particularly in sort of FPL, I would say. So um, there has to be some indication of form as, as well, though. Um, a good example would be like Obama Yang this season. So he's only had one goal in his last six fixtures. So you, you wouldn't be confident captain regardless of the opponents, even if he was facing like a West Brom or a Fulham. Because Arsenal have been so flat, Obama Yang's been so poor, we wouldn't even consider him. Um, but then you've got Spurs on the other hand. They've, they've had good form recently. They have dropped off slightly though. Um, they've had to grind out some wins recently. Um, so it's been one goal wins against West Brom. Brighton and Burnley just now. Um, we're now looking at a fixture run of City, Chelsea, Arsenal and Liverpool in the next five. Um, so I think a lot of managers will now be looking, although we've you know captained either Kane or Son maybe for the past few weeks now, captains, uh, managers are now looking to offload these players in favour of players that maybe have a better run of fixtures. Um, so far this season as well, the smaller teams have been doing well. You've got the likes of Arsenal, you've got Ollie Watkins, scoring two or three goals in a game. Um, Callum Wilson's another one as well. Um, I don't know what you guys think. Gunnar home to you, on you go. Yeah, I mean, so I, w- I was thinking about this because when I started playing the Scottish fantasy football game, uh, like, it was, I started out with, like, a clean slate. Huh? I didn't have any, like, preconceptions from last season. Obviously, I knew about Rangers and Celtic, but I haven't seen many, I don't know. Can I stop you there? Can I stop you Why did you say Rangers and Celtic, not Celtic and Rangers? 
Oh, I'm sorry. That, that's, just, <laughs> that's, just the, that's just the way it came out, eh? Normally, alphabetical order, you Nah, it's a joke. Okay. You go. Celtic and Rangers. Um, <laughs> no, but I haven't watched many, say, like, St. Mirren games before, obviously. Um, so, up until here, I was, like, looking at my team, I was always just... That's that's probably why I, why I took so many hits as well, because... I'm looking at the fixtures and I know oh St. Mirren is coming up against Celtic, so that's not that's not a good game. Eh? Whereas now I'm the app doesn't really make it very easy to look at like fixtures going forward for the Scottish game, for example. So you always have to like do that one step further with like your your Maz's fixture ticker or, or Sotis ticker or you look it up yourself. So it's not so easy to just go like buy fixtures in the in the Scottish game itself if you just use the app. But now with a with a bit of knowledge it, I, I agree with Tom there that it depends. You you have the Obama Young example there. Even if he was playing West Brom, like I still wouldn't like bring him in or captain him. It's it for me. It's like a mixture of the two. Uh, the more information, the better. Kind of, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, what I would say on this is a big differential, and it's obviously Scotland and England, and the two different games. Is there's only two big teams up here, realistically, right? I know. You can see Aberdeen and Hibs are playing well in third and fourth, but how many weeks in a row have, is everybody captain Tavernier, regardless who they're playing away from home? And I'm pretty sure right, Rangers got a big tough game next week, or week after, sorry, Aberdeen. Now, that is potentially one of the toughest games of the year. I know it's at home, but I'm probably going to say a lot of people still captain Tavernier, regardless, because isn't Rangers are playing that well now. The, pro, they're the best team in Scotland as it stands right now, so why would you not come off them? There's no day anywhere near them. The only time you would have any sort of maybe... Him and Horner, but that would be when they play Celtic. And I think Celtic would be the exact same. Even with Celtic playing maybe a bit off form and playing quite poorly, they're still going to win most games. So, form versus fixtures, I think, is more prevalent for the FPL game. But up here, I think form versus fixtures is a case of if you pick Celtic Rangers players nine times out of ten, you're going to win out it. What do you think, that, Tom? Many follow up comments? I'd say, that, I'd say that applies more for, for, for Rangers. At, at Celtic, the points seem to be a lot more spread out. There's not a there's not a set week-in, week-out lineup like you have with Rangers. So, for, you know, on the weekend we had El, El Anoussi. Um At the start of the season, it was Edouard. We thought he was going to be the, the man after that, obviously, initial performance against Hamilton. And then he, you know, petered off. And then Yeti came in, and he was banging a goal in every week, coming off the bench. And we thought, well, well you know, here's a prospect coming now. He's now went off the boil. Um, we've got issues with defence as well. You've got Bain starting over um, Barkas now. Um, so there's also whether we're going to have a back four or a back five. Duffy came in, looked good. He was scoring headers. He was, you know, dangerous on set pieces. And now he's kind of went off the boil. So there's that. There's not as much consistency, consistency with Celtic. It's... it's um, they're going through a lot of peaks and troughs, whereas Rangers are just ticking along nicely. Um, so it, it really makes it hard to come off Rangers players when you're looking at your captain and your vice captain, I'd say. And following up the Rangers thing as well, see, like, if, like, Rangers won't keep places every, every week. It's impossible. It's not going to happen, right? But the majority of people are going to want to triple up Rangers defence. So see when it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen for everybody kind of thing. So unless you've really been lucky and fought to see the box that one game week, you might like, oh my God, Rangers, Rangers say draw two each and they get the, the minimum points. But everybody's going to be on the same boats. It doesn't really matter. Your average will be the exact same in the way around. What's your thoughts on that, Gunnar? 
Yeah, I agree. I think it's a big factor as well that the Rangers won won the derby. You know, I didn't captain Tavernier in that game, and Peter, like you just said, the, the next game for them is probably one of the more difficult against uh, Aberdeen at home. But like I said, because Rangers won that game against Celtic, there we, we're not even having this discussion if we're going to captain, vice captain, Rangers defenders. You know, if, if Celtic might have won that one, then then we'd be looking at oh, you know, tough position for Rangers. Do we still captain them or or no? But because they won that game, it's a, I think it's a no-brainer still to still to go for Taft there. Mm-hmm. Any closing comments, Tom? No, quite happy with that. Good, excellent. If you, by the way, listen, listeners as well, if then you want to discuss topic-wise, you can contact us as well. We're happy to discuss most things. So as long as it's not uh, X-rated, we'll discuss it for five, ten minutes. <laughs> Even if it is, we could, I suppose we can talk about five favourite or something. Right, anyway, <laughs> time to go to start of the week. Tom, on you go. Um, so this week, Kilmarnock faced St. Johnston, and this is the second game this se- season where they've had zero shots on target. Right. Any thoughts on that, Gunnar? Does, su- does that surprise you for Kilmarnock? Or you can you believe uh, that? A little bit. I mean, I brought Kabamba in. Uh, with the hope that he, he'll be scoring goals. But um, I looked it up earlier. I think that's four four games now in a row that, that he has blanked. Um, he had a bit of a purple patch there but uh, before that. But that seems to be over. The, yeah, not sure. Not sure if, if they can turn it around. Okay. And your start of the week, Gunnar? My start of the week is um, Donny United. There are five games unbeaten. Um, and three of those have been nil-nil. Excellent. Good. FFS really starts both of these in. Right, we'll go to the results. So we'll go to the biggest one in the week. It's the only place to start. I think it's only fair. Rangers 8, Hamilton 0. And what was that? Absolutely destroying of Hamilton. So I'll be away for the next 20 minutes to read out all these assets here and then point returns. I'll go through them all. Arfield, goal, Roof 2, Aribo 2, Barker, and Tab 2. Kent assist, Tab assist, Arfield assist, Roof assist. Defoe, a sift, and a clean sheet. And I'll start with you, Tom. What's your thoughts on this game? Yeah, it was total domination by Rangers, really. Um, Rangers had a total of 24 shots. 14 were on target, 7 were off, and 3 were blocked. Hamilton had, had no shots. None. Zero. Um, <laughs> That's grim, Reid, isn't it? That's grim. <laughs> very grim. Um... I mean, it was, uh, it was total domination, but Rangers aren't going to play Hamilton week in, week out. We've got to remember that. Um, Aribo was the standout. Uh, two goals. It looked like it was coming. Um, he's, he's had some good recent performances recently um, and got himself a total of 13 points for that game. Um, Arfield, he, he, had a, he had a good patch a while ago, went on a blank. Um, he got a goal and assist. The last time that happened in the league, he went on to score a goal and two assists in the following two fixtures. So if he's a streaky player, you might want to get on him now. Tav, one clean sheet, two goals, and an assist for a massive 22 points. Uh, he was also top for uh, shots on target with four. Um, and he also had two shots off target as well. And he missed a big chance to, to make it a hat trick. So we've obviously talked about nailed on captains. It doesn't get any better than that. That's right. Good. Are your thoughts on this game? That was from from Rangers was a total demolition job. Um, I think Hamilton they, they they came to play a little bit, but maybe they they shouldn't have. Uh, it could have easily been ten or twelve for for Rangers there. Like like Tom said, Tavernier could have had an assist. Uh, 
Uh, my takeaway from that is uh, eight goals from Rangers, uh, and Kent only gets an assist. So I took him out. <laughs> yeah, I knew back to Kent. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I took him out uh, this week for Barisic, so that that wasn't a good move. But still, you know, like I said, eight goals, and, and he's only getting one assist. That's... Um, for almost seven million, that's that's not enough. There's there's better better value definitely. Even even in the in the Rangers midfield, if you didn't want to triple up in on the defenders. Right, I agree with them. He's both said it was probably the, what I've seen was probably the most dominating win of the season in the league so far. It was like relentless for the day, for the start to the finish. There's no letting up with Rangers right now. So this ad, gets me to this question. Both of you, this might be hard for you, Tom. Are we looking at the champions electing Rangers? Tom. Yes. Oh, Gunnar. Yeah, you know, we I'm more hanging out question because Tom just turned his camera off and he's away. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we we might be looking at Champions Rangers there. Yeah, if the, I mean, there's nothing to, to suggest at the minute that uh, they're going to fall off. Um, I know it's happened in the past, but um, it just doesn't look like it at the moment. Right, and I'll add the what I'm seeing Rangers right now, right, and from trying looking at it from an unbiased view, they aren't far away from looking the same kind of form as Celtic's invincible team. When you look at the stat, not the stats, I'm not looking at the stats, but look at the form and the relentlessness, they aren't far away from it. And uh, right now, I don't trust Celtic to, to. I know with games in hand, it's only three points, the league's title's still on, but they just look like they aren't going to let up anytime soon. And I also think this could be the Rangers champions looking at it. They're just going to keep on going, keep on going. None's going to stop them. As much as that pains me. Rangers listeners who I know will contact me after this. <laughs> right, moves on to the next game. Motherwell won Celtic 4. So obviously before this game kicked off, Celtic had probably one of the most embarrassing results in Europe midweek. Sparta Prague. Sparta, is it Sparta Prague? Am I right? The right team? There's a couple of Prague yep. teams. Sparta, Sparta Prague. Prague. Came to Celtic Park and Absolutely pissed all over us. Now, they've not played domestic football for a while because it's cancelled. They've got COVID scares, so they close out their team. They actually arrested players as well. They didn't want to risk them in this game. And they still keep like 1-4-1. Then you had to carry on after it with Ellen on his phone, sitting at stands, blew out the portion, mind you. But it looked like, we talked about it last week, Neil Lennon, this looked like if he didn't win this game, he was gone. And they won a game 4-1, so I'm going to throw over these in a minute, but I still saw a lot of stuff in this game that did not quell my fears about our style of football under Neil Lennon. It's going to stop you this time. So the, f- the first thing uh, I obviously noticed was Duffy was dropped and then only came on and uh, later on in the second half, I think. Um, it's good pressing from, from Celtic at times, especially for like Elianusi's first goal. Um, Rogic had a really good game, I thought. Then when Motherwell scored, I was a bit of—I mean, it was a great header, but still a bit of suspect defending. I would—I would say maybe switched off uh, a little bit. And then, am I right in thinking that that Rogic doesn't usually like last the full ninety minutes? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's normally what was that called him last week? His lungs like a sparrow. Mm, right, because <laughs> I, I thought I thought he he definitely looks a player, and um, but if he if he doesn't last the full ninety, then. He, he might not be a player that I, I want, uh, want in. He's a funny player, Roger, but right, you have to start him because he's bringing off the bench. I don't think he's, a, uh, he's up to speed as quick, so he's best coming on. Do what he done in that game there, as in, like he did get assist, he did help. And then 
as he starts as he starts to tire, if you're leading right. the game by that point, then you can change him from in jam or whatever and replace him. But sorry, before you get any further, and Tom, I'll quickly say Elwes has scored three goals, and Jam got a goal, Roger Elham and Edward got an assist, Gallagher goal from Orwell with a pole for assist. Anything else to say, uh, good enough for a move on to Tom? Yeah, just 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 what I said uh, at the start of the podcast. So, like, so I've had this thing with like Ryan Hedges, right? That, that he was uh, scoring goals in Europe and uh, he looked really good going forward, and that's why I like kept uh, kept him in my team. And he wasn't scoring goals in the league, and but he's still been in my team. And like I said at at the start, so like if Elianusi would have been any other player with the form he was in in the games that that weren't league games, I would have definitely brought him in. But I don't know. From like speaking to you guys and speaking from t- to like John on on the other podcast as well, I'm like, so something just kept me from from bringing El Yunusi into the team, you know. And then he gets his hat trick, so well done him. Tom, your thoughts? Yeah, sure. Um, obviously, Gallagher got the goal for Motherwell. I thought he was the kind of form player for them. Um, he's now had one goal, one assist, and two clean sheets in the last three. So that's a total of twenty three points in three games, which I thought was pretty good. In this particular game, he had three shots, two on target, one off. Um, and obviously, Liam Polworth, the assist king, uh, he made five key passes in the game and he got the assist for the, the goal. Um, it could have been more as well. I mean, Lang missed a big chance, um, so did Cole. Um, I kind of thought Cole should have been sent off for his challenge on Frimpong. Um, he's, I think Frimpong's now looking at a scan just now, so keep an eye on team news for, for his status. So even after, even after he played on this, that's crazy. He kept him on then. There you go. Can you? Um, I'm, I'm sure one of the pundits said it actually. I believe you. Well, mm-hmm. I think it's better that he actually stayed on the park and then go skin after. That's just learning it all over a bit again. But uh, hold on, get me started. Go, sorry, Tom. <laughs> um, I can I, I, I can see he's holding off on Motherwell players. Um, obviously, we're talking about former over fixtures. The fixtures they're going to face: Hibs, Rangers, Aberdeen in the next five. So that's maybe a concern. And obviously we've got the double game week coming up as well, so we might want to focus on double game week players too. Um, from Selick, uh, obviously Edward on the bench, Duffy on the bench. We've talked about this sort of inconsistent lineup, so it's something to keep an eye on. Um, Elanusi was obviously the standout for Selick. He had six shots in this game, three on target and three blocked, and also made four key passes. Um, he's had good form in the cup and in Europe as well, so I think that's transitioning into the league. So. Hopefully more going forward from him. Um, Christie had four shots. Um, he's been on decent form as well since game week seven. He's t- had two goals and four assists in that time. Um, obviously, Selleck conceded the goal. A bit, a bit of a concern defensively. Um, I was planning on transferring out Ayer this week, but it didn't go to plan. So, um, again, again, one to watch. But um, El Nusi looks like a good shot. Okay. Tom, you you will answer this. Did Celtic have five shots on target and score score four goals? Is that a correct start? I'll tell you. What I did see after the game was Robertson saying that was the most chances Motherwell has had against Celtic. So, I know Celtic won 4-1, but I still thought Celtic looked very, very suspect at the back. You like him in, Tom? You got it? Yeah, so Selic had a sh- total of 20 shots. Six of them were on target. And four goals for six, then? Does that work? Um, there was also eight block shots and six um, shots off target as well. In terms yeah. of Motherwell, they had 14 shots. Uh, four shots were on target. Seven were off and three were blocked. 
Right. So my question to both of you is, even though it looks like a good result on paper, I'll start with you, Tom, is it really just covering up the cracks? Has nothing really changed? Tom? Yeah, I thought, I thought Motherwell could have had more. Um, so, yeah, I think it's covered over the cracks there for Salah Kariba. Yep. I, 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 Oops, sorry, I, Tom. Okay. I think, it, I think it reflects. I mean, if I did get rid of Ayer this week, I would have no Celtic players. You've got no Celtic players. Um, so I think that kind of speaks for itself, really, when that's the kind of approach managers are taking them. What's your thoughts, Gunnar, on that question? Yeah, I, I mean, um don't want to be too rude, but it's only Motherwell. <laughs> um, so I, th- I think the form that Celtic's been in uh, hasn't, hasn't been good. Uh, and Yes, they won this game, but... Again, it's only Motherwell. My my question is, um, because I have Doffy in my team, uh, do you guys reckon he'll he'll be back anytime soon in a starting lineup? Do I go first, Tom? Um, I I wouldn't like to say yes or no on that one because um, Julian's due back after an international break. Uh, I'm not too sure what Ayer's situation is. I think he's got another groin strain. Is that right? Possibly. So we'll have to find out what the status of them is over the international break. But I think if the two of them are fit, I think Duffy might struggle to get back in. Yeah. Right. My thinking is, I do not see... I know Lennon's very... <laughs> look for? He's, I think he's quite ignorant, quite arrogant. I think he'll double down and he'll keep on playing Duffy. I think he brought him in. He's on a big wage. And I think Duffy's fit. He doesn't want, doesn't want to make it look like he's improved wrong. Now, he had an excuse the weekend, but he said he's played a lot of games. That's why he's resting him. But we all can see through that. That's, that's bullshit. It's because his form's terrible and he's been benched. But if he's got this guy in, if he's on 40 grand a week and if Celtic's playing that kind of money and he's it's his big sign, he'll keep playing him. Hopefully he can turn him around. I think Duffy will play when he's fit. Yeah, you go, good. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, as a Celtic fan, I would probably see him dropped. Or like sat on the bench as well, but uh, I agree with you, Peter. I I could see, uh, like you say, Lennon still playing him. I just feel like I've seen this movie all before. But Lennon the first time, and I'm watching this. I'm watching the same film over and over again. I know exactly this is going to end. I can see it, but we're not a kind of podcast. We're a fantasy podcast. Right. Next up, Aberdeen two, Hibs nil. So we'd go from right. Ferguson assist. Course with goal. Ferguson assist. A clean sheet for Aberdeen. So you can set this one, Gunnar. Thoughts on the game. Yeah, the, that right goal came after really good pressing from, from Hedges uh, high up the pitch. Uh, Cosgrove scored a really good goal outside of the boot. Um, two assists for Ferguson in, in this game. The second one was a bit lucky. I think it came came off his back then uh, into Cosgrove's path. I think uh, Marciano should have probably done or could have done a, a wee bit better. Maybe close close off the angle there a, a bit. I, I thought he was quite rooted to, to the spot there instead of closing down the attacker. Um well, Porteous obviously didn't didn't look good there. There was no no real pressure on him, and he was trying. I don't even know what he was trying. Just like hooked the ball upfield, but it was like in the wrong direction, kind of. Um, and o- overall, what I seen in like the highlights was all all a bit tame from hips. You know, no no real. Uh, Nothing really going going forward. There there was a penalty shout on on Boyle, which I thought probably wasn't a penalty um but yeah a bit worrying because i was thinking of maybe bringing bringing nisbet in um even even this week i thought i'll take another minus four and uh, swap shanklin for nisbet uh, glad i didn't because he blanked but um 
seems seems like Kips have they're they're a bit in this uh, in a, in a slump now um, since they lost that game against Hearts. That's what I was going to say. It looks like that's really really knocked their confidence after actually the final game. How about yourself, Tom? Thoughts on this one? Yeah, I thought Hibs had another flat performance. Um, I think the international breaks maybe came at a good time for them. It gives them time to get over and forget that semi-final loss against Hearts. They can they can regroup and, and maybe come back stronger after the break. Um, they've got plenty of great attacking players. Um, and, I mean, only Celtic and Aberdeen have beaten them this season so far, so they're not a bad team and they're, they're fighting it out for, for third place with Aberdeen. Um, so, if... I, th- I think they'll come good in the end. Aberdeen obviously looked good. Um, Cosgo goal was good. It was a bit of a gift from from uh, Portis with that clearance. Um, but I mean, he was he was calm and collected one on one with the keeper, and, and he put it away. So you can't argue with that, really. Um, they've got Aberdeen have kind of staked a claim for sort of the be- second best defence in the league, uh, second to Rangers. They've now got six clean sheets in twelve. And um, it's actually presented a predicament to myself because I've got Lewis in goals and then I've got Ferguson, who's obviously um, on form. Um, and coming up with the double game week, I want to get the Aberdeen triple up. And obviously with the future fixtures in mind as well, they're looking really good. But I don't know whether I want to go for Considine or whether I want to double down on the defence. Um, I don't know what you guys think about that. Aberdeen-wise, well, I've already got Ferguson in. I've already told you I'm bringing Hoban and my plan will be week after next will be Cosgrove, I think. That'll be my trip up. And hopefully all things going well, that'll be them. My three will keep in for the, for the foreseeable. What were you going to? Did I say Considine then? I think I meant Cosgrove. Cosgrove. I thought that was because he went double up then. He went up. That is, that is a double up. <laughs> Cosgrove, right, okay. Cosgrove or another defender is what I'm saying. Gonna. Yeah, the problem that I have is um, Ryan Hedges. Uh, he, he finally really has become a problem. You just now. can't. You just can't quit that boy, can you? <laughs> no, see, because obviously, of course, I want to. I want a uh, Aberdeen defender with the defensive stats that he have and uh, Cosgrove back as well. Yeah, I want him too. But uh, because I have Ferguson, obviously, um, Hedges blocks one of those moves. So I'm I'm in the same boat, kind of. I'm gonna have to decide um, what I'm gonna do. It'll probably be Cosgrove because one of, one of the games in the um, double game week is against Hamilton, you know. And if they they show any any kind of form like they did against Rangers, then uh, I, could, I could see a couple of goals there in that game. Okay, okay. So my question to you is after this game, was it's a two part question. Are Aberdeen now favourites for fourth position, and can they split the old firm? If I say split the old firm, that's me assuming Kenny Katz and stay above Celtic. Gunnar, thoughts? Oh, that's that's going to be tough. I mean, uh, it's going to be interesting to see with um, Celtic having, well, the extra games, you know, in Europe and having the travel. Um, I don't think they'll, they'll can, they can pip Celtic to second place this year. But um, they're going to give Hibs a run for the money, you know, in, in the battle for third and fourth. Okay, Tom. Um, I don't. I don't think they'll split Celtic and Rangers. I don't think. I think Celtic will come good um, in that respect. But 
without considering the January transfer, I think Hibs have been at the, the, the best they can be with the players that they've got just now. Whereas with Aberdeen, there's been a lot of players out. Cosgrove's been out. Um, obviously, Curtis Mean's been out. He doesn't always play, but they've had a few, few players out. But obviously, Cosgrove was the, the man last season. He got like 11 goals and two assists. So he's the kind of focal point of the attack. And the Aberdeen have been ticking along nicely without him. But now that he's back, he's obviously going to need a couple of games to kind of get back in his rhythm, find form. So I think maybe with Aberdeen, they could only improve. So I think I think they will. I think they'll get the third spot this year. Okay. Okay, next up is Ross Courtney Ellingson. So that was one each. So Shaw with a goal, Kelly assist, Devlin goal, Pittman assist. So use that this time, Tom. Ross Courtney Ellingson. Yep, so that's Ollie Shaw now got two goals in two appearances. And that's been the last two game weeks. He's 4.4 million. Um, I'm not ready to jump on just yet because obviously it's Ross County. Um, the fixtures coming up are Kilmarnock, Rangers, Aberdeen, Hamilton, Selick. So we really need to, to see more there. Um, he played in the in the centre of a front three. He was flanked by Ross Stewart and Gardine. Um, Duhan started again in, in the goals. He's had four starts now. I think that's Laidlaw um, lost his place. But it's, it's not really been much of an improvement because they've only got one, one clean sheet in that time. Um, from Livingston, um, it looks like, again, Keeping with goalkeepers, McCrory's lost his place. Uh, Strijic was in goal again. Um, but good news for Forrest owners as he was back in the start in 11, um, though he didn't actually return in. Um, I thought Jet had a few chances throughout the game. Um, but he, didn't, he didn't really take those chances well, unfortunately. Um, Pittman put in a nice cross for the, the Nicky Devlin goal. Um, he's only had one goal this, this season. Um, and Sybold stuck in a decent cross as well, there's no one really there to convert it. But um, it's hard because nobody really wants Ross County players of Livingston players just now. <laughs> so it's hard to find the standout because they're not really um, in any sort of form. Okay. Gunnar, your thoughts? Yeah, Tom mentioned um, that he, he wasn't going to go for Ross County players now or he isn't ready to go for Ollie Shaw now after his 2-2. Two and two. Uh, I wouldn't at all go for any Ross County players, uh, go for them at the minute. Um, on that game, I thought uh, Jet, uh, J. Manuel Thomas, he had a, he had a good chance uh, early on that he just hammered over the bar. And I agree, I thought they used him more, more centrally and more as an outlet, you know, going forward to hold up, hold up the play. And uh, he was making, making a nuisance of himself. So that, that was good to see because I, I thought he was, he was put further out on the wing in the, in the games before this weekend. So I liked seeing that, but he, I don't know, he, he could do with a couple more yards, uh, yards of pace, but I think the, well, the, the body shape he is, it's, it's not so easy, but I, I think he, he looked much better than he has in in the past couple of weeks. I still wouldn't, wouldn't go for him as we only get three strikers. Uh, Tom mentioned the goalie, yeah, so that was McCrory who was dropped. And uh, I noticed Alan Forrest, he got a start. Uh, still a bit like on and off with him if he actually like does start or if he only comes on on like 60. Uh, he did start in this one, but he didn't do it. Okay, not to add to that really. It's, I would echo the Dolphin. Your thoughts? I would. Uh, I have got Guffrey, the cheap defender. Livingston, and I've got Forrest as well. I don't see me interest in any other players for these two teams as it stands right now. 
Maybe if you, after the split, if form picked up and you need, can I change your system? No, I'm not interested. So my question to you two is, out of these two teams, who looks most likely to go down, Gunnar? Oh. Um, Do you like these questions on the kids together? Nice wee caveat. Yeah, that's, that's a <laughs> tough one. I think on, on the basis of the last couple of weeks, what I've seen, it might be Ross County because they, they don't offer anything going forward. Or at the back, they're very, very leaky in defense as well. Um, it's a tough one. I don't want to be too tough on them, but uh, I've, I've watched them a bit closer at the start of the season because I had their striker in. And... Um, yeah, not not really convincing. Whereas whereas Livy, they they seem to be seem to be able to get a couple of wins at home. You know, if that that uh, form turns around, then yes, for me it's Ross County to go down. Okay, Tom, what about you? Um, I actually think uh, if you have to have to pick between those two, I actually think Livingston. Um, only because Ross County are the the now starting to show a little bit of form. Um, got all age, all age. He got a couple of goals really because Josh Reed stuck in a decent corner and he could have headed that one in as well. Um, is it maybe a turning point for them with Livingston? I feel like they're maybe going the other way. Um, they're, they're, they're completely lacking up front and they've lost that you know home form from last season where they highly conceded any goals. So they're not going to they're not going to grind out draws and stay up that way. So. Um, for me, I'd maybe say Ross County just because, you know, Ollie Shaw might be a nice prospect. Okay. So, following your both thoughts there, what I've seen so far, I think Ross County would be my favourites for the drop. Now, I don't think they may be the worst team in the league. I, I think what I've seen is probably Hamilton, but it's a long season to go yet, and people write off Hamilton at their peril, I suppose, but out of the two teams, I think Lungs will pick up enough points to stay up, but that's just me. Right, next game up is St. Johnson 1, Kilmarnock 0. McNamara goal, a hard and assist and a clean sheet. So first of all, as like I say, McNamara. Remember weeks I get to my team? Weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Do you still have him? No, no, he's gone now. He's okay. got no return. I just think to myself, what a great debut with the goal and the clean sheet. I'd have been, I'd have been waxing a little bit, but obviously it's one return over what, 14 game weeks now, 13 game weeks. So, Tom, your thoughts on this game? Um, so it was. I mean, it was difficult to have an opinion considering the amount of fog that was there. It was hard to see the highlights. Um, but for me, the the standout player was Craig Conway um, for St. Johnson. He had the most shots with uh, three, one off, uh, one on target, two offside. And he was joint top for key passes with two alongside uh, Scott Danza. I, I find Conway quite a frustrating player. I mean, he's only had two goals and two assists. Um, and three of those were uh, three of those attacking returns were in the Hamilton game where they, uh, they actually absolutely demolished them. Um, so St. Johnston have got this double game week coming up. I'm a Conway owner, and I, I can just see him getting four points from that. Um, from Killy's, from the Killy perspective, um, Kurt Broadfoot hit the crossbar, so I mean it could have been a draw. Um, Killy also came close as well. I think there was a bit of a goal mouth scramble with with him almost. Um, almost scoring as well as as I mentioned earlier, zero shots on target for for Kilmarnock, which is a bit of a concern. Um, Burks, I think Burks there, sort of um, the, the main man for them. 
because he just sticks crosses into the the box. Um, but I don't know if teams are starting to suss them out a little bit. Maybe that maybe that's the case now. Um, but it is a concern because there's a lot of Kabamba, Kilty, and Burke owners out there. Um, so I don't know if this is the, the time now to get off Kilmarnock and, and look elsewhere for points. Okay, good on your thoughts. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, Tom there. It was very hard to see anything uh, regarding the fog there in, in that game. And then it's the third straight loss for Kelly in a row, and it's the fourth blank uh, in a row for Kabamba. So I, I have Kilty, Burke, and Kabamba. Burke is on penalties, so I might, I might keep him. Uh, Kilty is he's dead cheap, so I'm definitely going to keep him as well. But Kabamba, like I said, we only get the three striker spots, and there's Cosgrove. I still I need to bring Nisbet back. Um, Kabamba is probably the one the one to go from my from my team there. Yeah, my only thoughts this is uh, Tom maybe be a bit vindicated with his Johnson talk <laughs> a few weeks back. Very funny, well. Don't, I've not forgot. I've wrote, sorry, sorry, See, I, didn't, uh, I, I didn't know we were doing this over a couple of weeks, you know. I thought we were just like rating for the one week, you know. So it leads me to this, this next the question for this game then, between the two E's. Out of these two teams, who do you think will finish in the top six, if any, Tom? I think Kilmarnock will finish in the top six by default. Because I think there's a lot of poor teams <laughs> out there. <laughs> Glowing plays indeed. <laughs> St. Johnston, I'm not too sure. Right. Gunnar? Yeah, I, I, I agree with Tom there. I think Kelly finishing six uh, sounds about right. Maybe Motherwell above them. And uh, then, like Tom said, by default, it's going to be Kelly in sixth. Okay. Do you want to see Joe we've, we've still not seen Guy Milhamid yet. That's, I know, that's I a worrying thing, isn't it? He was on the bench. I thought he might appear. I thought, you know, is is this the is this the missing cog? So watch this space, even. I suppose he's since signed him after the national break. Have they not played? Have they not played pretty well since signed him? They've actually had a decent run of forms in Johnson. Is that right? Not too bad. So I mean, maybe he's just sticking with what is working so far. Last, I don't know. Right, and the last game this week, I see the best to last. Tom, Murn now, Dundee now. Not to talk about two clean sheets, so I'll let you start, Tom. On you go. Yeah, so um, I don't think St. Mirren have won a game in, in six, is that right, before this fixture? Um, the standout player for me for St. Mirren was um, Tate. Um, we, all, we all like um, defenders that score. He had three shots in this game. Um, he's already had one goal and one assist this season already, and he's also got the, the clean sheet there. So he's an interesting um, prospect. I think a lot of people owned him at the start of the season, um, but they've kind of fell away. Dundee United again, we've talked about how sort of little they've shown going forward. Um, in this particular game, they had four shots, one on target, uh, zero off target, and three blocked. In contrast with that, St. Mirren had 16 shots. They didn't have any on target, but um, there was 10 off target, and there was six blocked. Um, it shows that St. Mirren are creating a lot of chances, but given the length of time they've had, you know, not playing competitive football, they'll be lacking some match sharpness in there. So there's 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 a chance they can improve with time. Whereas Dundee, I, have they just had one game postponed? No games postponed? And we've we've seen this with regards to their form that they don't show a lot. Um, 
St. Johnson had a decent run of fixtures as well, and we're kind of coming to the end of that. I mean, next week we've got Hamilton, and then you could argue Livy as well. Um, I've not really been impressed with Dundee United. I don't really have a great deal um, positive to say about them. I'm a shank the blank owner. Mm. Will I keep him for next week? Maybe. Gary, <laughs> are your thoughts on this? As well, uh, like... Apart from the fog in this game as well, it's nice to hear the, the stats to back up what I have here in my notes because I thought uh, Samirn looked well up for this game. I thought it was the, the first competitive game now after four or five weeks off that they've had. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, the start of the week that I had, five games unbeaten for United, three of them nil-nil. Uh, shows you, well, they, they showed up uh, their defense but um, maybe maybe it cost them a bit of creativity there going forward. Maybe if the if wide players like Jesperle or whoever else plays on the right wing for them come come back into the side, um, could see that change. But then again, they, they nothing really suggest that uh, United are gonna get a load of chances. You know, going going forward, they still had. I think they were still playing with like two strikers now in in, in the last couple of games and. Um, Sometimes not even getting getting shots or shots on target. So going forward, that's a bit worrying. I think uh, if you're a United fan, you're, you're probably happy uh, to just be safely in mid-table and grinding out results. So. Okay. So that, as you said, going on was my point of cyclity. They're unbeaten in five. So now this is a stretch. Can they finish the top six? Gunnar? Well, I think that's going to be tough. Like I said, I think they're grinding out results and uh, take take every point that they can. But um, I don't think that this is going to be enough for them to be in the top six. What about yourself, Tom? Top six or too much a stretch? Nah, too much of a stretch. Okay. So, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're... you're Five minutes of hatred have done your head there. I'm sorry, I don't know where that came from, but fair enough. <laughs> right, so that's us finished with the results. We'll go on to our predictions. So as it stood going into this week, it was Peter 9, Tom 6, and Gunnar 6. So I'll go back and read the prediction for this week. So I asked you to predict Aberdeen Hibs game. Peter said 2-0 Aberdeen. Well done. Tom said one each. Gunnar said two each. Ross Cody Lawson. I'm doing that Peter says again, like I'm talking myself in the third person. <laughs> I said 2 0 Lawson. Tom said 1 0 Lawson. Guru said 1 0 as well, so it didn't come up. And in the last game, Motherwell Celtic. I said 2 0 Celtic. And you both said 3 1. So these were close. Ah, close. Uh, no cigar. So now stands Peter's on 13, and you both are on 7. Ooh. So fixtures going ahead. Double game week coming up. We have got Dunyard Hamilton, Hibs Celtic, Kilmarnock Ross County, Livingston St Mirren, St John's Motherwell, Rangers Aberdeen. And then the double game fixtures is Hibs, uh, Hibs St Johnson and Hamilton Aberdeen. So I'm going to ask you to predict these three games. Hibs Celtic, I have went 2-1 Celtic, Tom. 3-1 Celtic. Oh, up. One all draw. You want Lennon out, obviously. Next up, St. Johnson, Motherwell. I have went 2 1 Motherwell. Tom. 
Three nil Motherwell. Oh, and Gunnar. Um, two one to Motherwell. Okay. And the last game, probably the best game of the week, Rangers Aberdeen, and I went one nil Rangers. Tom. Nil nil. Oh, wishful thinking there. Gunnar. <laughs> two nil Rangers. Boo. Right, okay. So, normally we're asking you to pick a captain and blah, 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 but there is no point this week. We will wait till next week. We'll talk about it more in detail, game week 15. We'll get to, because just a wee quick thing, I think this might be the first week in a long time where the captain, vice captain, off of defence might be a viable option. Depending. But again, we'll get to that next week. So, we'll move on to FPL, guys, for some FPL chat. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, okay. This is where I shine because this is my first time ever. <laughs> I had a good game week. So the average in the FPL this week was 55. So our scores were Peter with 92. 92, that's right, 92. 12. Tom, 65, 19th. Gunnar, 81. Good score as well. Second. And in our actual league, we have sitting first is Picnic George. 5-2-3 overall. Second is your man yourself, Gura. Last Pimento Neros, yes. Yeah, well, I just wrote down Gura here because I was fair enough. <laughs> five on five. And third is Jerry Agnew with Boys and Hoops, 499. And the highest week score was me. There we go, eh? Hi, well done. 92 well points, not and bad. I was due one because it was a couple of bad weeks. So we'll talk through our points and missed chances. So I'll start myself. I will go through my team. So... In goals, I had Ryan who came back after missing a week, six points off, so clean sheet. In Lamptey as well, six, so it started quite well to the first night, it was two clean sheets. Then we had Walker Peters with a clean sheet, and I'm sure is that three bonus points for nine? That's correct, isn't it? Yeah. And then Masak, Mas, Masuaku for six, Zuma for only two, in midfield, Sun three, nine from Sawa, Fernandez hold for 17. McGinn, I got off the bench for free because I started folding. And up front, Captain Kane, 18. And Ollie Watkins, 13. So overall, a pretty damn good game week. And nothing on the bench. Martinez, but obviously the exact same score as I had. So we might talk to your team, Gura. Yeah, of course. I was looking at your team here. My team is Martinez in goal as well, 6 points. Chilwell, 8 points. Robertson, 2. Walker-Peters as well as you, 9 points. Then I had Salah in midfield for nine points, three points of Son. Grealish, six points. Uh, Rodriguez, two points. Then Captain Kane for 18 points. Five points of Calvert-Lewin and 13 points of Watkins. So that last game there on the when was it, Sunday night, uh, that was really important for, for all of us, I think. Uh. Yep. You want to congratulate my, my friend for... <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks to Peter's mate for uh, letting us know how good Ollie Watkins was for Brentford. That but. is a Graham Kelly. He doesn't play the game actually. So he's no patience for it. But he told me, I've talked to him before. He told me for day one, bring in Watkins. I was like, why? Why? He's like, I'm telling you, the boy is different. Gravy. He's brilliant. He's excellent. Take him a few weeks to find his feet. Once he once he starts going, he's great. Now, he's a Brentford fan. He's watched watched Brentford for years, and he says to me. He's probably the top two or three players he's ever saw play for Brentford, and that's high praise. Brentford's not a, not a small team, a decent team. London's high praise. Tom, yourself, you'll talk to your team? 
Yeah, so I had Guita in goal for two, uh, Robertson two points, Cresswell six, and Zuma two. In midfield, Fornals got me three, Sun three, Rodriguez two, and Salah nine. And I've got the same front three as Gunnar. Uh, Watkins got me 13, Calvert-Lewin five, and Captain Kane got me 18. Excellent. So, Thomas, we'll turn to you again. It's time to shine. I'll talk through the results. You can give us whatever you've got on them. So we'll do it by day-to-day basis, so there's no confusion this week. So Friday night games, it was Brighton nil, Burnley nil, and Southampton 2, Newcastle nil. On you go. So I do have a lot to say about Brighton Burnley, for obvious reasons. I kind of well, went off Brighton these days. I thought Brighton was your team, okay, then, mate. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they got their first clean sheet of the season, so I think the rest uh, did Ryan good. He was obviously benched last week, so he's came back in form. I think that's a second clean sheet, Tom. Is it? I'm sure I've got a return off a Ryan before, but on you go. I'm sure I've had a second time I've got a return off him. Um, so that's, that's all I've really got to say about Brighton Burnley. <laughs> it was quite a bore face, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, Southampton Newcastle is a bit more interesting, though. So Shea Adams, um, he's now got three goals and two assists in his last four game weeks. Um, we kind of thought Ings being injured would have a big impact on him, but it looked like he linked up quite well with Theo Walcott, um, who's now at Southampton. He's actually had three assists in his last three games as well. So um, I probably wouldn't be rushing to get Walcott, but she Adams is a nice shot. Um, Newcastle-wise, Wilson came off injured in this game, so we need to kind of see what the situation is with him. Um, but they've got Chelsea up next, but then after that, they've got a really good run of Palace, Villa, West Brom, Leeds and Fulham. Um, Wilson has had six goals and two assists so far this season, so that's essentially an attack and return every game. Um, it sounds kind of mad, but I'm actually considering him as a, pen, a potential Kane replacement. Wilson? Yeah. Do you not, do, do not go for just that last game? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but I mean, if he comes back... Oh, right, right, okay. If enough. he comes back fit, then we can consider him because Newcastle have Chelsea up next, so we can obviously give him that time to recover plus the international break. And then once they hit that nice run of form... Going to get rid of Kane for someone. Carl well, Wilson might be that person. He is quite a talisman, I suppose. Isn't he? Is, he, everyone goes through him. I mean, I'm quite sure he does that somewhere that whenever Newcastle score, he either, he either, he either scores or is assist like, for 80% of the chances. So I'm, I suppose there's worse places to go than him. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on the first couple of games going on before we move on? Well, I like that Wilson shout. Uh, I agree with Tom. Like uh, The Chelsea game, he would have probably blanked anyway and then with the, with the international break so that there is a bit of time for him um, to recover on that though I'm not I'm like I'm also thinking of maybe switching or transferring out Kane at some point but I probably wouldn't go as um, as far down to someone who's like 6 million uh, like, like Wilson um, but yeah I, I think it's a decent shout a clean sheet for Waga Peters in, in my team that was good and see, I've I've had um, Charlie Taylor Burnley uh, sat sat on my bench for I think nine six points was it eight mm-hmm. points he got uh, two bonus points even so one uh, that's a bit annoying. Well, yeah. see what, see the Charlie Taylor thing. Is he not more uh, now? Is it did, did Ben Mee not come back this week? Captain it is it Ben Mee's captain? So maybe now that's in more uh, the maybe more solid at the back. So maybe more viable option to actually put in your first team. Yeah, he, they, they might be a bit more solid, like you say, with me back, but then they have City in game week 
10, Everton in game week 11, Arsenal in game week 12. So it's not the easiest <laughs> fixtures, you know. I, I haven't played my wild card or anything, so he's been in, in my side um, from the start of the season. I think I have one clean sheet return from, from Charlie, Charlie Taylor, so I'm not going to complain, um, but I wouldn't rush to bring him in. Yeah, I wouldn't rush to get him either, but for 4.5, he's decent solid for fifth choice defender. Yeah, fair. Right, Tom, the next set of fixtures then. Saturday game was Everton 1, Miami 3, Crystal Palace 4, Leeds 1, Chelsea 4, Sheffield United 1, and West Ham 1, Fulham 0. On you go, Tom. So, with regards to the Everton Man United game, I think both of these teams have sort of like the one standout player. With Everton, it's obviously Dominic Carver Loon. Um, he's returned in all but one game this season. Um, and the next three fixtures are Fulham, Leeds, and Burnley. So, can't get much better than that. Man United have obviously came uh, against a lot of criticism in the media, but Fernandez, you know, he's he's fairly consistent. Um, I think he had a couple of blanks, but this game he's turned it around. Two goals and one assist. Um, Man United are next facing West Brom, and then they've got Southampton, West Ham, City, maybe a trickier one, and then Sheffield United. So, you know, look out, Fernandez. Owners, the points are coming. <laughs> um, Palace 4, Leeds 1. Bamford, um, seven goals this season. He had he had a, um, he had had one chopped off for offside. I don't know if you guys seen that. His, his arm was slightly yeah, offside. Ridiculous. And ridiculous, it was, it was yeah. A bit, shot, a bit harsh. I mean, he could have had eight goals and, and two assists so far this season. So that's more than a, an attack and return in every game. Downside is Leeds have a some trickier fixtures coming up, but you could argue that, you know, regardless of the competition, Leeds always seem to get a goal. Um, Palace, four goals, uh, and Zaha only got one assist. It's a bit like the Kent situation at Rangers there. Um, Easy got a goal and an assist in that game. He's maybe one to monitor. Um, that, that game was his first start since game week four, so it's, you know, it's going to take him some time to bed in at Crystal Palace, so he might be a, a decent prospect going forward. Uh, Chelsea 4, Sheffield United 1. Everyone obviously jumped on the, the Chelsea defence this week and were uh, rewarded with a, a Sheffield United goal for that. Um, but the defense, Chelsea defence didn't fail to return um, with regards to Chilwell and Silva. They both got a goal. Zayac looked really good. Um, we've seen how well he can perform in the, the European games. He got two assists and the three bonus points in this game. They've got Newcastle up next. Um, but after that, I think the, the fixtures are a bit more mixed. So, But I really like the look of this guy going forward. He's, he's on the watch list just now. Um, I think if uh, James Rodriguez continues to, to blank, then he might be a nice switch over. They're about the same sort of price point. So um, keeping an eye on him. Uh, West Ham won Fulham nil. Obviously, there was the Lukeman penalty, which uh, <laughs> was a bit embarrassing. But... For, as a as a Cresswell owner, that was quite good because it ma- I managed to retain the clean sheet. Um, a lot of fantasy managers um, got in Suchek at the start. He was quite impressive in Project Restart, um, and he he hasn't done much since, but um, he managed to get the goal eventually. Um, for those that have held on since game week one, um, we've been quite excited about West Ham, considering how well they performed in that difficult run of fixtures. I was hoping for more. Um, goals from them, obviously facing um, Fulham, but they, they had a good few chances. Um, 
Cresswell hit the hit the woodwork, um, as did Holler as well, um, and Matthew Aku missed a big chance there as well. So um, there's there's definitely perspective points there going forward. I don't know what you guys think. Right, I'll start there. Uh, the Zicek, Zicek, he's definitely on my watch list as well. I'm thinking about maybe watch after the different fixtures, maybe swap them out for Sun. And from West Ham perspective, is it Ben Rama, the winger? Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. I think I might be bringing him in over somebody else's cheap fifth option midfielder. I think I like him. I liked him when it was at Watford again, but it came from Watford, didn't he? I liked him there as well. I'm sure it was Watford. If I'm wrong, uh, I, I think he'll make my fifth choice midfielder come forward if he starts getting the proper game time. What's your thoughts, Nick, of that round of results, eh, Gunnar? Yeah, Zish uh, as well has gone onto my watch list after his two two assists. Werner Werner got a goal, um, so so he might be maybe an option for switching Kane to someone. But I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's around the same price. Um, that's someone else here. Oh yeah, Bruno Fernandez. Obviously, um, yeah, you got 17 points of him, Peter, this week. But I don't know. He's he's in that price bracket with like your Kevin De Bruyne's. And if I do make space in my team to um, fit a player like that in, I would probably go for De Bruyne because I don't like Man United. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I was say what I said last time. <laughs> I like your honesty, kind of well done. Uh, I didn't have a better reason, so I had to come up with Fernandez, it. Fernandez, to me, was part of why I won the money league last year and finished so high. And even though this year, might have been pretty poor, I think he's, he's delivered about four games out of nine so far. I think we had double points. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna keep him because Evan goes through him. It's even like you've watched at the end of the game or the counter attack. It was him. Evan's through Fernandez. He's like the focal point of the team. He's just. He's on pens. He's just... Uh, ta- I wouldn't say talisman. I don't think that's too far. But he is. It's like everyone is... Everyone's for Bruno. He's so much energy, so much drive. I just think... For that price range, when you're kind of swaying between, I'm not going to do it. I'm keeping my team. Unless Man United go off a cliff. But I, don't, I can't see it with him in there. I think he'll be my team and that's it. Right. Tom, Sunday's games. Here we go. West Brom nil, Spurs one, Leicester one, Wolves nil, Man City one, Liverpool one, and Arsenal nil, Aston Villa three. Take it away, Tom. Yeah, so Spurs ground out as I mentioned earlier, ground out another win, just a one nil. Kane eventually came with the goal, um, and it was a Doherty assist as well. As I was saying earlier, obviously the fixtures are starting to stiffen up a bit for Spurs. A lot of people own Son and Kane. Uh, myself, I'm considering getting rid of those guys now that these trickier fixtures are here um, and bringing in some players that are in good form and have a better run of fixtures. That's all much I've really got to say about that one. Uh, Leicester Wolves, I said last week I wasn't that impressed with, with Wolves so far. I wasn't too convinced. And again, in this fixture, they didn't look like the same sort of team as last year. Um, Vardy, another penalty there, though he did miss another one. Um, He's the second highest scoring striker in the game. They've got Liverpool next, but then after that, they've got Fulham, Sheffield United, um, Brighton and Everton. Um, I talked about Wilson being a prospective Kane replacement. I think Vardy's a viable option as well. Um, if we compare the two, uh, Wilson is at 6.6 million. Vardy is 
10.1. Wilson's had three pens. Uh, Vardy's had five. Or scored from five pens. He's had, he's had six. Um, Wilson six goals to Vardy's eight, and they both had one assist. They've both got decent fixtures going forward. Um, Vardy has the, you know, he has to play those European fixtures as well. I think there's a couple of those coming up. So mm -hmm. there's a greater window of opportunity for injury. Um, tiredness there as well, whereas Newcastle can just focus solely on the league. And there's a price difference of 3.7 million. So that's something to weigh up as well. That's why I was saying, you know, Cal Wilson perspective mm. uh, replacement there. Uh, that that 3.7 million can go a long way elsewhere in your team. Um, we've got City, Liverpool, 1-1. KDB missed a penalty, but he got the assist for the, the Jesus goal. And with Liverpool, Salah's ticking along nicely with a goalie game. I'm not. I'm. I'm still not that convinced with with, with City players, but the, 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 they have a kind of fixture swing where they have a good run at the same time as Spurs are hitting this difficult run. And my initial plan was to to downgrade Kane and use the money to upgrade a midfielder to KDB, but. I don't know. I'm, 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 I, I, it's something I'm going to have to think about because I'm, I'm still not that convinced with City. I don't know what you guys think about that one. Um, and then we've also got Arsenal nil. Arsenal have been really poor run of form. And for me, Aston Villa, um, th that, that was really the turning point in my game week with Watkins getting the two goals. Uh, it turned a red arrow into a green there. But he, he got the two goals and then also Saka got the, the OG as well. Grealish got an assist. He's another a uh, player that's taken along nicely and, and Villa have some nice fixtures going forward as well. Okay, Gunnar, what's the new fixtures? I think on Aston Villa first, uh, Grealish, he... So, so John McGinn had his uh, goal chalked off uh, from, oh, from VAR, gutted, gutted right? That one. So that would have been a Grealish assist as well and then he had one cleared off the line as well. So he could have had even more points this week. So I'm glad I brought him in this week. And then on, on City... Like Tom said, I had originally similar ideas of bringing KDB in, and I also have to to think about that a bit more. I like like maybe Cancelo in their defense. I'm not sure if Cancelo maybe um, he might get those clean sheet points, but KDB might might get the assists, you know. So um, as if you want attacking returns, maybe from your defenders, I, I don't know if, if Cancelo is, is the right uh, choice there, but, but they might get clean sheets, like Tom said, when Spurs have their fixture swing and it's going to get, uh, the, the, the games get a bit easier than for, for City. So um, Cancelo, he's on, on my watch list. Okay. My thoughts is pretty much the same as yours. I'm going to come off Sonny Kane, the fixture change. I'm thinking as it stands... De Bruyne still, I think I'll still bring in De Bruyne, I think it's too good a fixture for him, he'll play every game, we'll nail down. But up front is where it gets difficult. Fardy, maybe, but then European games, I don't know. Certainly, certainly Mullen, because obviously we've got another 10 days or so, I have to think about in deep kind of thought and make decisions. So, my thought originally was I want to have a double up man set in I've got Foden in there already, but as you can see, Foden's no nailed on at all. So I might go Foden to Jota. It's a differential, kind of cheap and make me see. But I want KDB back in my team. I do. It was always a plan. I wanted KDB in, even for this run of fixtures. So I'm going to have to work out I'm going to do it. And who am I going to replace Kane with? It's a cheap mid-striker option. 
talking to Chi Adams earlier on. I don't know. I'm going to have to. Someone could have to sit him all over after national break. Because I'm not going to do it anytime soon. My FPL's not getting turned on for the next couple of days. It's getting left alone. I'll go back to it. Anything else, Tom? Have we got any uh, predictions? Have we done there? Yeah, happy with that. Right, okay. As it stood, I had seven points. Tom had three. Gunnar had four. So we'll go back to the predictions. So Man City Liverpool's the first one up. I said 2-1 Man City, so nothing for me. Tom said two each, so one point for him. And Gunnar got it right. Gunnar said one each, so three points for Gunnar. Everton Man United, I said two each, so nothing for me. Tom said 2-0 Everton, so nothing. And Gunnar said 2-1 as well, so nothing there. And West Ham Fulham, I said 3-0 West Ham, so one point. Tom said 2-0, one point. And Gunnar said 2-1 Fulham. Don't want Gunnar was smoking when he said that. So, <laughs> and for him. So, as it stands, Peter's on eight, Tom's on five, Gunnar's on seven. Okay. Hi, Willie. So, the week going ahead, we have got these fixtures. Newcastle, Chelsea, Aston Villa, Brighton, Burnley, Crystal Palace, Fulham, Everton, Liverpool, Leicester, Man U, West Brom, Wolves, Southampton, Spurs, Man City, Sheffield United, West Ham, and Leeds, Arsenal. So, the three I'm going to ask you to predict are... Leeds first Arsenal, and I went 1-0 Leeds, Tom. Three-nil Leeds. Gina. Um, I'm gonna see a one-all draw. One-all draw. Okay. Next one is Spurs and Man City, and I went two each. Tom. Um. 1-0 City. Good up. 2-1 to City. Okay. And the last game is Aston Villa-Brighton, and I went 2-0 Aston Villa. Tom. 3-0 Aston Villa. Ooh. Good up. Wait, I'm, I'm going to... I'm also say 2-0 Aston Villa. Okay. Right, normally again, so we'll ask you for captains, blah, 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 but we'll leave it to next week. The same with the questions. So, we're finishing up, so we're going to finish off with our plugs. So, Tom, on you go, plug us away. Merchandise a lot. So, I'm at FFS underscore Scout on Twitter. Um, obviously, participate in the podcast, post some stats, uh, anything blog, you like, really. Blog. Blog, oh yeah, the blog. <laughs> the blog's coming this week. Weekend roundup. Like it, retweet it, read it, wherever you like. Hit me up. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say that every week now. Yeah. <laughs> Catchphrase. Good yourself. Right, yeah, I'm doing another Fantasy Football Scotland podcast. It's called Fantasy Football Weekly with my mate John. Uh, we're we're recording our new episode. I think tomorrow is the plan. And uh, I was just going to ask you. You've been quite quiet on that because I think top John had a really good score, didn't he? So you Oh yeah, Tom. Uh, John John had a really good score. He's got he's got like ninety nine points. I think this is the first week where he's got more points than I have. So um, his team looks like he's doing. His team looks like he's done nothing. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get behind what he's done this week there. So uh, you can tweet us as well. It's at Fitball Weekly Pod. And uh, if you want to hear more fantasy content, check that out as well. 
Excellent. Uh, you can follow us all on Twitter. We've all got a different name of FFS Scout. Gunnar's got his own fantasy football week. Yeah. And I'm at Fantasy Half. If you like what you listen to here, you can review us on iTunes or read your podcast apps. And next week, special podcast, international break, we're going to be discussing the game week 15, double game week. Also, Tom is going to do, as we said last week, stats special. Now, I'm going to get Tom to tweet out through the space in the next couple of days. So, if you have any questions related to the, the game so far, stat-wise, interesting questions that you can talk and work on, and we'll discuss it next week. So, anything else to say, guys, that was finished up? Tom? No. Gunnar? Uh, we're going to have uh, Scotland potentially through to the Euros as well next week when we come back. Don't jinx it, Gunnar. Don't jinx it. <laughs> right, That's guys. it from me, then. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. I've been alone with you inside my mind And in my dreams I've kissed your lips a thousand times I sometimes see you pass outside my door Hello Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes I can see it in your smile You know just what to say And you know just what to do And I want to tell you so much I love you sunlight in your hair And tell you time and time again How much I care Sometimes I feel my heart will overflow Hello I've just got to let you know Cause I wonder I wonder what you do Are you somewhere feeling lonely Or is someone loving you Tell me how to win your heart For I haven't got a clue But let me start by
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 